it's been a big learning curve. It's hard. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you bring a dog to school. How awesome. How easy. No, it's hard. I'm Phil Hatterman, and this is Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Today, elementary school counselor Katie Reed tells us about two-time shelter dog Gia becoming a therapy dog. If you're new to Dog Words, in each episode we explore the world of dog care and companionship. We save each other is the motto of Rosie Fund, which simply means the more we do for dogs, the more they do for us, and they already do a lot. If you love dogs, you'll love Dog Words. We welcome your comments, questions, and suggestions. Go to the podcast page at rosiefund.org to share your thoughts. Please download, follow, rate, and most importantly, share Dog Words. Celebrate five years of Rosie Fund by supporting our campaign to sponsor 50 dogs. You can donate on our website or Facebook page. You can also contribute by making a purchase from the store on our website, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or buying our note cards and shirts on barkyours.com. Links are in the description. Your donations and purchases help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. Please follow Rosie Fund on social media. Subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel that offers great videos of Rosie, Peaches, and Shelter Dogs, including some exclusive content, like the wonderful KC Pet Project dog featured in our latest post. Next time on Dog Words, the operator of Gator Mouth Kennels, Xavier Gully, discusses breeding and training the sturdy but gentle Rottweiler. He also happens to own two of Peach's favorite dogs, Bishop and Ava. The mission of Rosie Funds is to provide humans with the resources and education they need to give senior and harder-to-adopt dogs a better life. We thank you for joining our mission. Today's guest on Dog Words is Katie Reed. Welcome to Dog Words, Katie. Hi, thanks for having me. You are uh, fortunate to have a coworker that's probably the envy of all of your other coworkers and everyone you know. Yes. Gia. Yes, I do. Tell us about Gia. Well, Gia is a beautiful brunette. She has very glossy, beautiful hair, and she is um, four-legged. And how old is Gia? Gia's three. Three and three months, I found, when we did the microchip transfer. And she's actually has a birthday the day before mine. So I'll remember it. What kind of job do you have that you get to work with Gia every day? Tell us about where you work and what you do. Sure. I am an elementary counselor at Shoto Elementary School in the North Kansas City School District. I have been a school counselor there for, I think this is my 10th year. It's hard once we get past like five or so, Um, but it's my 12th year counseling in general. And this is my first year having a therapy dog at school. She's a therapy dog slash facility dog. That's what her training is. It's been really exciting. Has the school always had a therapy dog or is this something new, not just for your school, but the school district? Is this uncommon or common? It's a little uncommon. My school definitely hasn't had one. They've had a dog that's come in to be like a reading dog before, mm-hmm. like way back when. And But I know that a previous middle school in our district had a therapy dog. Um, Maple Park Middle School had a therapy dog named Gypsy for a few years with one of their counselors. And so it's not common. And a lot of the other counselors are like, oh, how did you do that? Oh, I want to do that. Yeah. Do they train where's, dogs? Where's the paperwork? Right. And we'll right. file it now. Mm-hmm. Well, we're recording this in our home studio, Mm -hmm. and as is often the case when we do that, 
Peaches wants to be a part of the interview. Dawn was going to take Peaches for a walk, and they even went upstairs, and then Peaches came charging back down the stairs. I'm used to petting a dog all day now, so. (laughs) Is this more interesting than going on a walk in the cold and the rain, Peaches? Do you want to go for a walk? Dawn's all bundled up, ready to go. She acts like she's doing Dawn a favor. (laughs) I have no interest in this, but I guess I'll take Dawn for a walk. Thank you, Peaches. So not that common in your school or the district, and all the other counselors want to know, where do I get a dog? How did you get a dog? Okay, so it has been like my dream for a very long time, like a lot of counselors that are dog lovers, to have a therapy dog at school. It's one of those like life goals. So last year, at the end of the year, I got a mailer from just just a random mailer, and it was from the Warriors Best Friend Foundation. And they are a dog training non-for-profit group, and they initially train dogs for veterans who have post-traumatic stress disorder or traumatic brain injuries. So they train dogs that are very, very, very well-trained assistance dogs, mm-hmm. like the dogs that you don't touch if you see them in public. Right. But they had started a program called Operation Schoolhouse, where they were training facility dogs for schools. So I got the flyer. I was like, oh, my gosh, I think this is a sign because the dog I had had passed away in April. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of trying to see what my next thing would be, like would I adopt a puppy over the summer and like train it or I didn't know where I was going, but this came and I was like, ah, oh, this is it. And so I called them that afternoon and I talked to um, Joe and I was like, Joe, sign me up. He said, okay, well, let me tell you. I was like, no, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in. in. I'm in. I'm in completely. You had me at dog. Yes. You had me at therapy dog. So it just, I don't know, fell in my lap. And um, a lot of other schools in the district got the same flyer. They sent it to like everyone in our district, but I called that afternoon. Yes. So they waited got, the day to call. Yeah. Some of them Snooze just waited. Yeah. yeah. Some friends just waited and they're like, oh, I saw that. I was going to call them maybe. And I was like, well, I called them that afternoon. So I got on the list and they were working on training like five dogs. And as far as you responding immediately, we've had a few guests on who work with service dogs. Mm -hmm. And if you are in need of a service dog or if you think, if I had a therapy dog either for myself or that I could be the handler to take it to schools, nursing homes, care facilities, wherever, don't wait around for that to just fall into your lap. Don't wait around for it to happen. If you see a flyer, if you see an ad, if you're on a website, move forward with it because there's a limited number of dogs. There's a lot that goes into the training, and we'll Mm -hmm. get into that a little bit. It's not just we have this litter of dogs that we're going to turn into therapy dogs and you go pick it up. Right. It takes time and resources to get them trained. So you may even need to just get on the list to wait your turn. Right. So don't wait for the perfect time, how this is going to fit for you. Make it happen if you're at all interested in doing this. And so you did that. You saw the opportunity. You get the flyer. You Mm -hmm. met with Joe and you say, what do I need to do to make this happen? Right. So what were those next steps? So the next steps were to get okayed through my principal. In our district, you had to have the principal approval. I guess that makes sense. You just can't show up one day at school with a dog. Yeah. Hey. (laughs) I have a dog now. Hey, I brought a dog. Is that okay? Cool. Yeah. Okay. 
So I had to get principal approval. And then I talked to my boss, who's like the head of counselors, and she works in student services. And I talked to her about the process. And it's basically, we have to prove that the certifications and then have a plan in place of how we would um, have the dog in school, safety measures, how we would talk to parents, tell parents about it, what we would do if there's any allergy. Like we just had to have a whole plan. So I made like a PowerPoint about it and had a parent letter and had everything ready. Yeah. Anyone who wants to do this, as you touched on a moment ago, is a dog lover. Right. You're not going to say, I want to be a counselor with a therapy dog, but I hate dogs. Yeah. So dog lovers, sort of their default is, well, everyone loves a dog. No one is allergic to dogs. Yeah. And everyone's going to just be on board with this immediately. Was there any resistance? Not anyone who didn't like dogs, but people who were kind of pumping the brakes saying, well, I'm not sure how this is going to work in our school or if our population will be comfortable with this. What sort of hurdles did you have to overcome, if any? I work at a very diverse school. We are um, very high title, which means very high need. Mm -hmm. And we also have 13 different countries represented and a lot of different faiths. And so... With diversity comes a lot of different restrictions within those religious faiths Mm -hmm. as well. So what I found out as I was going through this journey is that typically those that are very devout Muslims do not pet dogs or have dogs in their homes as pets or any animals in their homes as pets. They might love them from afar Mm -hmm. and like see them and like them, but they don't have them in their homes. And a lot of them do not pet dogs because of their religious beliefs. So we have a very high Muslim population at my school. So that has been a very big learning curve. That's something that I took into consideration. And in my parent note, I did say, if you do not want your child to pet the dog or be Mm -hmm. around the dog, please let me know. I will honor it. And that has to do with, I mean, allergies as well or kids that are scared of dogs. So um, I did have a few parents reach out and say, Hey, my kid is allergic technically, but they just need to wash their hands. When they're mm-hmm. done, I've talked with my nurse and a lot of dog allergies aren't as severe as like cat dander allergy. Like they're not kind of on that same. Yeah, you're, it's field. not eyes constantly itchy and swelling shut. And there's some people who may have a profound allergy, but Maybe. yeah, more yeah, commonly. Yeah, yeah. And if they are, they let you know. But more commonly, yeah, the dog yeah. allergies aren't as intense. And there may be a child who's had a traumatic experience with a dog. Mm -hmm. And I had a couple of parents reach out that their kids just always been scared of dogs. And I said, okay, well, I'll keep that in mind. And I do not force any of the kids to pet her. They don't have to be around her. I'm very lucky to have a space. My office used to be the old computer lab. So when they got rid of computers to do iPads one-to-one, it's just an awkward space. It's kind of big, kind of not. It's not big enough for a classroom. Yeah, you can't use it for a classroom, but it's... Would be a huge office. Yes. So I share that with my behavior interventionist. So I am able to have classrooms come into my room for counselor lessons. I'm very, very lucky. I'm going to say that I'm very, very lucky that I have that opportunity. And the teachers love it too because they get their classroom. Mm-hmm. So every other week I see classes. And I worked really hard with Bella, the trainer from Warrior's Best Friend, the first week to teach Gia to go to her bed and stay on her bed until I release her. During lessons, she stays on her bed to be respectful of all the different Mm -hmm. kids and for the kids to focus on my lesson. And then as they leave, I bring her out with me to stand at my doorway. And if they want to pet her as they leave, they can. And if they don't want to, they just walk by and give her a little finger wave or wave at her. Most of them like to do that. Someone who has a religious or cultural objection, that is 
the product of generations mm-hmm. of how they interact or respond to our customs or that animal or something that's different mm-hmm. in other cultures. Someone who's just never been comfortable around dogs or perhaps had a traumatic experience, however, you're not forcing the dog on them, but that may be a gateway for them. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not petting Gia, just seeing Gia being a good girl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, oh, maybe someday I might want to pet that dog. Yeah. And I've had some kids that have started off like just looking at her and they didn't want to pet her. Like my first lesson, I introduced her to every class and I had her sit in the middle and I asked, would you like to come pet her? And they could tell me yes or no thanks. And so kids were able to do that and come up and pet her if they wanted to just to like meet her. And some kids came up and they like touched her with like one finger on her tail and they're like, oh, and I was like, that was so brave. Great job. Mm -hmm. And other ones just said, no, thanks. Or I can't. My mom said I can't. And I said, you're not hurting my feelings. You're not hurting Gia's feelings. We're just glad that you're here in class. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure Gia has no shortage of love. Uh, No, she is (laughs) spoiled rotten all the time. She's not going to be neglected because a couple of kids one day didn't touch her. She doesn't care. She does not care a bit. Yeah, so I've seen some kids really grow and come and like actually pet her or they're like, hi, Gia. And I was like, oh, well, you didn't like her the first week because they get to see her being a good dog. She doesn't bark in school. She gets excited and like a little, you know, crazy pants. She's a dog. She's she's a dog, right? But she's not aggressive. But if someone's experience is their neighbor's dog that's out of control because the neighbor doesn't take care of it, they just keep it chained up in their backyard. And so Mm -hmm. it's aggressive Mm -hmm. because it's never been socialized. Right. That's what they think a dog is. Right. And so Gia is just a safe view of what dogs can be. Mm -hmm. And so I I think it's it's doing really well. And beyond dogs, someone who's given the opportunity to be brave Mm -hmm. and touch Gia and then be acknowledged for their bravery Mm -hmm. can take steps in other areas of their life. One success, let's build on that success. Yeah. And also just seeing her in the halls, kids will be like, Gia! We do a finger wave. It's kind of like that red rum finger, Mm -hmm. you know, red rum. But but it's like a hi. Which is not at all (laughs) comforting. But but I understand what you mean. That way we're in this context it is. Wild and reaching for people, but that's just what we do at our school and I know a lot of other schools do too. But so we do a little finger wave, Gia, Gia. And they see me walking her and her healing and being calm in the hallways. It is a comfort. And even just like some of the kids when they walk by and if we're stopped, then they're like, Can we pet her? And I'm like, Yes we're stopped Mm -hmm. but if we're walking we're on a mission we don't just reach out and pet her it's somewhat sad that there are elementary children who need that comfort who need a dog that i just need to be able to look at a dog or touch a dog Mm -hmm. to make their day a little better so it's sad that that is the case but it's so wonderful that it is being addressed at least in your school Mm -hmm. by gia do you see her making a difference in children's life in that way. I do. I And obviously you also as a counselor are making I see a difference. It in the st- oh, thank you. <laughs> but uh how is she helping with that? When kids are in crisis or if kids are having a time where they just need to come talk to me and they're having like big feelings, I ask them, "Hey, do you remember Gia? Do you like Gia?" And they'll be like, "Oh, yeah." I'm like, "Well, can you pet her?" And they're like, "Sure." So when I bring them in, Gia's excited to see them. And they just pet her. Usually she licks their face. And I'm like, stop licking their face. But if they have glasses, she loves glasses. So she's like, 
has to lick the glasses. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sorry. And they're like, it's okay. They love it. And so I've asked a lot of kids, just kind of as a little tester as they leave, I'm like, hey, did Gia help you feel a little better too? And they're like, yeah. I haven't had any kids say no yet. So that's good. I might do like a little survey kind of thing sometime, but I'm still getting used to it. It's a lot. <laughs> and how has the staff responded to Gia? Oh my gosh, they love her. I have staff come on their breaks just to come by and get a minute of Gia love or just to come and get pets. She is just as much a helper for staff as she is for kids. So they love our um, like our morning meetings that we have on Thursdays because I just, if we're all in the gym, spread out, COVID style, you know, mm-hmm. she'll just, I'll just let her roam and she just goes and says hi to everyone and she's like, okay, pet me. And then she's like, okay, bye. And then she just roams around and people just love it. Just as school employees to most school children are these people who are just at the school, like it's shocking when you see them at the grocery store Mm -hmm. or somewhere other than a school event, like a ball game or a play or something, but you see them out in the general population. Miss Reed, (laughs) you have a life. Right. It's probably that same assumption about Gia, that she is just the school dog, Mm -hmm. but she has a life outside of the school. What is that life like? Oh, she is such a good dog. I forgot to tell you at the beginning, she's a rescue dog. Wonderful. So um, all the dogs that they do for Operation Schoolhouse are rescue dogs. They get them all from, most of them from the Greater Kansas City SPCA. I know that they work really closely with them, the Warriors Best Friend Foundation. And she was a stray that had been microchipped and adopted from the SBCA when she was a puppy. And then two years later, showed back up. So they called the people and they're like, oh, no, we, we gave her to someone. And they didn't have any information. So it was kind of mm-hmm. sketch. But um, Gia is such a good dog for someone who has been astray, probably lived on the streets for a while. We say it all the time. We don't deserve dogs. No, I don't. I don't deserve her. She is just, she's wonderful. We're working on pulling while we're walking. Other than that, we're doing really great. She doesn't piddle in the house. She has had no accidents in the house. She um, waits to go outside. She is excited. She doesn't mess with any of my stuff. She only plays and destroys all of her toys. And she's just darling. It's just, she's such a blessing. Your exercise schedule, is it pretty regimented? Because you have a school schedule. There's a time where you have to be at school, and then you're there until Mm -hmm. the end of the school day. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you handle that with her? Does she have to get a walk before you go to school or is it built into the day? Do you have a She is free time? by the time I get home. She's exhausted because she has to think so much. Like she has to be on. She has to be working. Yeah, people don't appreciate how much stress that is mm-hmm. on a dog. Well, the trainer was saying, Bella was saying, a dog using its brain is way more than walking for two miles or whatever. She said, by the time she gets home, she's going to be exhausted. Mm-hmm. And she is. So um, I have a part-time job as well. So she does not mind me going to work for four hours and coming she likes back some after Mia, school. I combine me and Gia. She <laughs> likes some Mia time. She does. Some Gia time, some me time. And uh, yeah, you go do your stuff, Katie. Yep. I come home and she comes, I'm like, Gia, Gia. And she comes trotting down from the bed upstairs. She's like, hi. Yeah. I've been sleeping the entire time. Yes, she has. Like probably the whole time, but she does get her naps in through the day too at school. But yeah, we take walks whenever we feel like it. 
usually on the weekend we try to take more walks because then she's not having as much going on. But she, right. I mean, she sleeps hard every night and sleeps in. I have to be like, Gia, do you need to go potty? And she's like, mm, I guess. <laughs> now that you mention it. I guess. What are your future plans for Gia? Do you have any projects or uh, approaches to therapy that you're looking forward to trying? Because it's only been a couple months. Yeah. I would like to get through the school year. <laughs> that is my like short-term goal. Get through. So and just one like cycle of a school year and yes. then figure it out from there. Yeah. And feel successful. It's been a big learning curve. It's hard. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you bring a dog to school. How awesome. How easy. No, it's hard. Yeah. I can't just like think Ask about them, what, would you like to bring a toddler to school every day? Right. And do your job. That I have to pay attention to and I can't leave in the room with a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to have that liability. I got to also like make sure she's cool and she's feeling all right. And I need to make sure if she's drink water earlier, I need to kind of pay attention to how long it's been and mm-hmm. just kind of take her and go potty. But it's a lot of extra thinking and maneuvering, but it's it's really rewarding, but it's not easy. Is there a online forum for counselors or similar positions with therapy dogs that you've been tracking? Or did I just give you a great idea? You just gave me a great idea. <laughs> I haven't even thought that far. I wanted to do like a cute little Gia, our school therapy dog, Instagram page. and Oh, I'm sure I you had all even... kinds of exciting yes. ideas yes. the moment you knew you were going to get Gia. Yeah, but so far it's been like, we're going to go to school, we're going to do our job. And then we're going to have a great day and we're going to come home with no incidents. And so far, it's been really good. Some things that we have done in school that have been really sweet and exciting is that um, our kids can earn positive points for doing great things throughout the day, being respectful, responsible, safe, following our rules, stuff like that. And they're called dojo points is the system that we use. So it's like electronic. It's really easy. It goes ding. Anyways, so they can spend their dojo points on things from our prize matrix, which go anywhere from like a fancy pencil to borrowing the principal's chair to reading the announcements kind of stuff. Well, we've added- Nothing you've described so far reflects my elementary school experience <laughs> at all, but continue. Welcome to current elementary school status. We follow the positive behavior support PBS model, but we added in there, read to Gia And I always have had chill with the counselor where they can come and like just play in my office for like 15 minutes and just hang out. But that involves playing with Gia now too. Mm -hmm. And then I also have walk with Gia. Honestly, that one's the easiest one. I'm like, Gia has to go potty. Who's on the list to go for a walk? Okay, let me call them if they're not at something important. And so we just go for a walk down and around the playground and back. And Gia does her business and sniffs everything. They're like, why is she sniffing? I'm like, I don't know. What do you think? And then they all crouch down and have to see. May have been another dog there, or a rabbit, or a cat, or, or a deer. Any number of interesting woods. smells, mm-hmm. and interesting smells is defined differently to a dog than it is to a elementary right. student. Oh my gosh, it's so funny though. I've done like four or five walks so far because it's a lot of dojo points to go for a walk mm-hmm. with Gia. It's like two hundred points. Well, I'll be curious because it doesn't sound like in that case this is a child who's terribly dog savvy, so maybe they don't have a dog at home. Mm -hmm. How many will be inspired to get a dog who weren't already asking for a dog? Yeah, I don't know, probably a bunch. (laughs) And learning from the Gia experience, this is how you behave around a dog and just how they can make your life better. Mm -hmm. And uh, perhaps some parents will be inspired. You need to have like a 
Gia night where all the parents can come meet the dog. I'm giving you more things to do. I know. <laughs> so you're just going to get through the school year. You can do that next year. You don't have to do that this year, Katie. I did have her at parent-teacher conferences, and when parents came by, they could. And some of them wanted to see her, and some of them didn't care. So I'm sure that know. many of them have heard so much about Gia Yeah. beyond your correspondence with them. Yeah, and I try to send a picture. Like if the kid does a read to Gia, I take a picture of the two of them, and I send it to them through our Dojo app. Just to kind of reinforce, hey, they're doing great things, and they did really good reading, and Gia loved it. That's something I wanted to ask about reading to Gia, because I know there's lots of programs where dogs will be brought in mm-hmm. for children who are having trouble reading or trouble expressing themselves, or perhaps not trouble, but not doing it at the level that you would expect for their age. Mm-hmm. They'll read to a dog when previously they were not able to read out loud or certainly not willing to. Mm-hmm. Has Gia given children that opportunity? Yeah. I have a few kids that have come that struggle with reading and they tried. Um, I got some books from Mid-Continent Public Library. A little plug for Mid-Continent Public <laughs> Library. Yeah, you said you had a part-time job. I wonder where that might be. It's at Mid-Continent. Plug for Mid-Continent Public Library, which has lots of branches with lots of wonderful programs. And yes. as we're... Uh, either coming out of COVID or learning to deal with COVID or having even more programs. So you get some books from Mid-Continent and... Yep, I got some easy readers. And um, so, because my first time I had the friend bring a book and they brought the longest book in the world (laughs) with all the words and all the pictures. And it was... (laughs) For someone who's a little overwhelmed with reading, here's, uh, yes, here's and War and Peace. It took like 45 minutes, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm never, this is going to be so, because, you know, it's kind of be 15 minutes or less mm-hmm. to be like, anyways. So I brought some books from the library that I thought would be a better fit. And some of them are, and I found that Dr. Seuss has a lot of words and a lot of pages, and I won't be bringing those anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> those take like 30 minutes as well, too. But it's great. I mean, it's time that I get to interact with her and the kid and they get to interact with Gia, but Gia gets bored after like 10 minutes, especially Mm -hmm. if they forget to pet her, if they're like really intense in reading. So we are working on our reading, listening stamina for Gia, but (laughs) they're like, oh, where'd she go? I said, oh, she'll be back, I think. (laughs) Again, she's a dog. She is. She is. She doesn't care how this book ends. She does not. She's not... uh, on the edge of her seat no. to see how this turns out. She does not care what the cat in the hat did. Yeah. <laughs> she just likes the attention and you talking to her, but that yeah. needs to be supplemented by a little physical contact. She, yes. She likes that too because, again, it's she's a though. dog. It's so cute. The kids just, they're loving it. Do you think that this might expand to some more schools now that uh, people know if they get the letter they need to respond the same day? Do you think other counselors are wanting to get on I think they are. Some of them were asking me, like, if the foundation trains their dogs, and they don't. They only train the dogs that they have, and then they... Because even though they're using rescue dogs, what I've learned from doing dog words is it still needs to be the right dog. The dog has to have the right temperament, Mm -hmm. and you may love your own dog, but your dog may not be appropriate as a therapy dog or even just a reading dog, right? let alone a therapy dog. And the resources that go into the training, they want to be pretty confident going into it that this dog is going to be a success. Oh, yeah. Bella said, the trainer, 
from Warrior's Best Friend, said that they meet like 500 dogs for every one dog that they pick for their program. Like Mm -hmm. they're extremely picky. They look at temperament and size and just all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, you might not think about a dog that's a good temperament, but really small. You can't be walking down the hallway with this dog with a bunch of elementary students who aren't paying attention. You're going to be stepping on your dog. It needs to be big enough that it's going to be noticed, but you also can't have Gargantua. great Danes and yeah, for elementary old mastiffs <laughs> and stuff that are going to lay down on a kid and, and crush their leg. Right. So yeah, you've got to find that, that sweet spot. How much training did you have to have to be Gia's handler? I'm guessing she's sort of out of the box that they've already come up with the commands and everything that they need mm-hmm. to teach her. I just had a day training. If I needed more, I could have come back. But then I also had like a week of training, basically learning like how to affirm her and how to give her corrections. So with the training, I brought my mom, my dad, and my best friend because they would be um, additional handers like outside of school. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So if I ever have to leave her with someone, if I'm on a trip or something, I wanted people to be consistent and Mm -hmm. know how to handle her as well. That way all the training doesn't go out the door. Because she had five months of training with Bella, the trainer, and um, she learned commands like usual ones, sit, stay, come, leave it, heal, a couple specialized ones like under, to like go under my desk or under somewhere to be safe if something was going on. She also learned visit where she would come and sit next to the child without touching the child. Hmm. So I would say, Gia, visit. And she would come and lay down and I'd point next to the child. But also she has a command called comfort where you pat your legs. And if you're sitting, then she will come and put two paws and lay across their legs to give that oh my deep goodness. pressure <laughs> therapy. Um, so give that pressure to the kid on their legs. Or if they're in a chair, she does. Um, she doesn't love it because she's kind of a petite dog. Mm-hmm. She's not huge, but she's not little, but she's kind of petite. And put her legs up across your lap as well. So those are two specialized ones. And then I also had a week-long training where Bella came the first week of school and helped be a Gia Wrangler slash help trainer and kind of see my needs at school. It had to be very reassuring just to know that the pro is there. It was. And Bella is just so kind. So she answered any questions I had. We also did like a 30-minute training, just kind of basic training for some key people at school that might... If something happens, I'd have to be like, can you take Gia to blah, 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 or whatever. Again, all those things you don't think about when you first read the flyer and say, I want this therapy dog. Yes. All that that goes into it is... It's a lot. It's a lot to think about. And I have a really great team at school, and they love her as well. So it's so easy in that regard. They're very supportive. And it even gives you a greater appreciation of what Warrior's Best Friend is doing for those who've served. Right. That are getting a service dog. Because we've had Missouri Patriot paws on the show a couple times with uh, the founder and then the Sindel Deckers, who are trainers, and just the time they take finding the right dogs mm-hmm. and then training them and training their handlers. The work they do is just so impressive. And I'm so grateful that they're doing it and that um, Warrior's Best Friend doing the same kind of work, also expanding it to what ultimately 
is planting seeds for more people to appreciate dogs, to get therapy dogs, to get service dogs, perhaps for those children to better recognize somewhere down the road when there may be a need for them or a loved one to get a therapy dog or a service dog to see, oh yeah, I remember Gia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a dog would be a good idea. So the work that you're doing in one area, just that ripple effect that Warrior's Best Friend and Missouri Patriot Paws and you, Katie, are doing. So thank you for that. Thank you. Well, I am so thrilled that this is a success and can't wait for updates on you and Gia. Once you get through the school year, circle back and let us know yes. how everything went, what you learned, and what the plans are for going forward. In the description for this episode, we'll link to some of the resources you mentioned and certainly Warrior's best friend. If you're a listener out there who thinks, I would be a great person to help with Warrior's Best Friend. I'm sure they're always looking for volunteers. They're looking for donations so that more schools like yours can get dogs like Gia. Yes. So thank you for joining us, Katie, and we look forward to updates. Yay, thanks for having me. I'm Phil Hatterman, and you've been listening to Dog Words, presented by Rosie Fund. Thank you to Katie Reed for joining us today. Links to the resources and Dog Words episodes that we mentioned earlier are in the description. Next time on Dog Words, the operator of Gator Mouth Kennels, Xavier Gully, discusses breeding and training the sturdy but gentle Rottweiler. He also happens to own two of Peach's favorite dogs, Bishop and Ava. A big thank you to alternative string duo The Wires, featuring cellist Sasha Groshong and violinist Laurel Morgan Parks, for playing the wonderful music you've heard on today's and previous episodes of Dog Words. Supporting The Wires supports our mission. Now you can join Laurel and Sasha as they explore new music and delve into the inspiration behind each work as hosts of Sound Currents on 91.9 Classical KC. Click on the Sound Currents link in the description for more information. Learn more about The Wires, including their concert schedule, at thewires.info and download their music on iTunes. Check out fiddlelife.com and learn to play fiddle and cello fiddle online from Laurel and Sasha, even if you've never played before. Celebrate five years of Rosie Fund by supporting our campaign to sponsor 50 dogs. You can donate on our website or Facebook page. You can also contribute by making a purchase from the website store, buying a t-shirt at bonfire.com, or putting some of our merch in your cart when you shop at Bark Yours. Links are in the description. Your donations help fund the Rosie Life Starter Kits that make sure these senior and harder-to-adopt dogs have some of the items they'll need in their forever home. As always, please download, follow, rate, and share Dog Words. This helps us with sponsorships, then Rosie Fund can help more dogs. Support Rosie Fund by following us on social media, and please subscribe to the free Rosie Fund YouTube channel. Our latest post features a wonderful Casey Pet Project dog looking for a forever home. Send us your comments, questions, and suggestions at rosyfun.org and let us know if you would like to be a sponsor or a guest of the Dogwoods podcast. Thank you for listening, and remember, we save each other. Mm-hmm.